All right, so um, oh, what the heck are you drinking today? You t- you gave me shit last week about the uh, my coffee being fake uh, Coke. You inspired me. Were, were you having Coke too? <laughs> oh, so you have a coffee mug Coke with Zero. Coke Zero. It has no sugar. Okay. Coke Zero, Zero yeah. my ass. Come yeah, on. this is Coke Cheers. Zero too. There Cheers. We go. It's okay. coffee. It's Here fake coffee. Nobody yeah. has to know. Yeah, I found this uh, little plane. It's pretty cool. It's like an F F fourteen, the Tomcat. Uh-huh. It's like a lapel little thing. And it has the, you know, the wings move on everything. Is and uh, I found it in my drawer. It's like a pen? Yeah. I moved the pen. I was, this is something that I was playing with when I was, uh, you know, I was going to say when I was little, but literally it's like maybe three, four years ago. <laughs> you never, you're still a child, <laughs> I still, basically. I still play with cars, yeah. Anyways, that's the, uh, reminds me of Top Gun, the, uh, the movie that was supposed to come back, Top Gun number two or whatever they call it, the follow-up, the, the sequel. Yeah, that got delayed. Yeah, but... By the way, we're recording. Um, is that okay? <laughs> Leave it in. Okay. All right. Welcome to uh, MGR Unplugged. We've been, you kind of have a little eavesdrop of our <laughs> preliminary conversation. Uh, we have a good show today, um, basically because we don't want to discuss anything that is really, really relevant, at least uh, to begin with. So we're just going to get started and uh, play the music. None of you people can tell me to stop. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. All right, welcome back. So I was talking about this. Oops, I dropped it. Uh, this little plane is an F-14 Tomcat. It's the one that Tom Cruise flew. Uh, I don't think the camera can see that. In Get the movie. It's just, it's very little. It's like a, it's like a spy plane, like a little uh, microscopic thing. Anyway, it's very cool. It's like a little lapel thing. And um, which reminded me of the movie. I thought it was coming out this summer. And obviously now. There's no movies this summer. Everything got But delayed. I haven't heard about that movie. Like you said, Tenet. Um, it's delayed, and they say, I saw a preview yesterday, it says only in theaters in August or something. August? I thought it was September. No, I saw it yesterday. They, they had the preview on TV. The uh, new Christopher Nolan movie. Right, and, and it says only in theaters, that's for now, but obviously it depends, because they just closed the theaters here in, in Arizona again. So, um, yeah, so, but I don't know what happened to this one. They were supposed to start in the summer, and now... I yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it probably got delayed till next summer. Yeah, oh, that's a bummer. All the good movies are being delayed now. It's going to be a traffic of movies now. So I, I, I like the idea of having movies on TV, like the, um, you know, the the um, release on the streaming, like they charge $20, like a pay-per-view fee. And which one is the one that we saw? The Dark, The Mirror? No, The Invisible Man. Invisible Man was good. It's a good movie. And, Did you... Um would you pay though? Like it's twenty dollars now, but I have a feeling they're gonna raise the price once movie tickets come out. Would you pay like twenty five thirty? Twenty five or thirty—that's a big difference. Um, Instead of twenty, because that's a the number I've heard that they might go to twenty five. I I may go to twenty five if it's just um, released. Maybe, um, but more than that, I don't think it's just worth it you know i mean you go to a movie and you pay basically 25 bucks for two tickets or something you know 12 13 14 bucks a ticket and then you know i don't much i don't do much popcorn things but uh um but you also get the experience of the dark screen i mean the dark room the movie right. theater and all that stuff which is what you pay for too now if i'm just gonna pay the same money just to watch it on my tv uh now because i don't have a choice yes if i have a choice no 
Um, yeah, I think twenty five is probably a good price because that's the cost roughly. I mean, it depends on the movie and where you live, but two tickets is probably roughly twenty five dollars. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good price, but the difference is obviously when they go to a theater, they split that 50-50 with the theater. Right. No, I understand. If they charge 25, they take, they take 70%. And obviously, if if, uh, if we're talking like maybe uh, me or me and you or something, but if you have family, some things... Right, obviously, if you have like four for kids a, for or whatever, For a family movie and, and you charge 25, it's fine because it's actually cheaper to oh, watch yeah. it at home. Uh, but at the same time, you're not taking the kids out to the movie, which is part of the fun. You know, the kids like to you know, watch a movie at home. They're already playing video games and right. watching all kinds of stuff. So uh, they don't see the difference between, oh, we're paying 25. It's like a movie experience. They right. like to go to a movie. So, but yeah, financially, it's cheaper for a family of four or five with two, three kids to to get a movie for 25 bucks than actually go to a movie theater. So we'll see. That's up to the movie studios. I think for now, it's uh, it's a good solution. And maybe in the future, I think they give people a choice saying, hey, you want to see in your house? Not going to the movie theater? Pay 25 bucks. Are you going to go to a movie theater? It's there too. Just uh, pay 25 bucks. Yeah, it's there for now. And risk, yeah, yeah. And risk uh, being, uh, you know, next to somebody else, you know. So, anyways, um, one of the things I wanted to talk about is um, is um, we we said it last week. I mean, this we already started the second half of the year, July. This is Fourth of July weekend for us, which I've never seen a Fourth of July weekend more subtle than this one in a lot of time. I know. I didn't even think about it. I, I think I saw the first thing about it like I know yesterday or isn't like it's, it's amazing. I mean, but first of all, nobody can travel, and a lot of people like exactly. To travel for uh, not only that, first of all, it's a, it's a Saturday, which kind of kills the weekend a little bit. I mean, people like the, the, the 4th of July weekend when it's like a Friday or Tuesday or whatever, you know, like you can kind of sometimes take a day off and make it a long weekend. <clears throat> but um, <clears throat> this year with everything going on and the limitations that you have as far as traveling or doing anything and stay home and all that, it's like uh, I even, even obviously we do a lot of promotions for clients for the 4th of July and this year it's been totally quiet. Nobody's promoting anything. So it's like, wow, weird, you know, like 4th of July is, is one of the major holidays, obviously, for, for us with Memorial Day and Labor Day and all that. And it's like nothing, you know. So that's a little strange. But regardless, we're, we're starting the uh, second half of the year. And um, I was actually thinking I have like a, like a split personality, a, an optimistic me and a not so optimistic. I wouldn't say pessimistic, but not so optimistic. And um, the optimistic me says all right, well, the worst is over. We're just going to go now and start kind of getting slowly back to the new normal. You know, things start to uh, get back to normal. A big factor would be if the sports that are scheduled to restart go smooth and everything, even though it's not going so well so far. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to a second half. It's the summer, and then we get into the fall. Kids go back to school, hopefully. Then we get back into the... Uh, holiday season other stuff and hopefully things are under control we find some solution treatment if not vaccination or something something that keeps things under control and then people start traveling again all that stuff so uh, we kind of end up the second half of the year on a higher I, note i don't think we're gonna find a vaccine no we're not gonna find a vaccine this year. no not so soon but they're talking about different treatments and different things that will help control the uh the uh covet 19 um, as a treatment until the vaccine comes around, which obviously is going to take more time. But the main thing is is just controlling to a point that people, that cases don't keep increasing, or even the cases are there that people are 
okay, like uh, like I have a flu or a cold or something, I, I can control it. You know, it's not something that is a death sentence or anything like you that. You know, but the strange thing is that the cases keep going up. I'm talking in the U.S., but deaths are still going down. Like daily deaths are still yeah, going down. Yeah, in fact, down. it's funny you said that because I was just looking at this computer here, this over laptop. Um, I was looking at that. I was looking at the Johns Hopkins numbers. And uh, in the U.S., I mean, you read this everywhere. Everywhere likes to say that the U.S., oh my God, the most developed country in the world has the highest cases. They failed miserably with this pandemic, blah, blah. That's not really true. I mean, yeah, we have more cases because we have more freedom. We don't lock down people like they do in China or in other places. We like our liberties. We like our, you know, I mean, sometimes we go to extreme or something. But yeah, we also have 350 million people that are registered and maybe another 50 million that are not even, you know, counted, you know. So with so many people having... How many? 50? Huh? How many did you say? I don't know. I don't 50? know. 50? That's an exaggeration. Uh, uh, okay. Well, there's a few million that we know that yeah, are undocumented. Million. Oh, well, 50 uh, million? I don't know. I don't know. It could be whatever. It doesn't matter. But um, um, even if we officially are 350... You know, we're not 350. We're like 320-something. I don't know. Yeah. You look at the census. Did you use the census, by the way? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, that's why. That's You are one person that is not counted <laughs> right forgot. now. Okay, well, now it's on the record. He didn't even... Okay, so... No, actually, I'm joking. Uh, I did fill it out. Don't come after me. Thank you. So, 50% of the people right here didn't fill out the census. Okay. That means that we were probably about 600 million in the country. Yeah, 600 million. <laughs> I don't know where all those people are living, where those extra couple hundred million people in are. In the high-density populations of the U.S. Uh, anyways, back to the numbers. Um, yeah, we have 2.6 million. We're getting records now, 50 million cases, I mean, 50,000 cases every, every day or something. But, like you said, the mortality rate... But I wonder if a lot of the new cases... Because basically, a lot of people are not dying. Like, it's not like... It'd be different if all of a sudden the cases started going up and people deaths started going up with it. That would be very concerning. But there's not more deaths. And I thought, okay, let's wait because there could be a lag in deaths. But, I mean, the protests and all that started like a month ago. Mm -hmm. So we've really been pretty open and congregating for about a month. And the deaths still have been going down. Yes. So, But I think also, I think a lot of it is just... You have a lot of younger and healthier people who were basically locked down um, and sheltering in place, which is which is the right thing to do. But then now that they're going out and they're getting it, they're getting it and it's showing us cases, but they're not dying or anything. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, if, if they're, you know, I mean, we had basically every college kid, every high school kid, basically everybody under 30 in the country was probably for the most part shut down right 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 and none of those people are going to die and even 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 athletes that we few. know of i mean right they, that's another interesting thing like all the athletes right like in the nba i mean dozens of players have gotten it i, I haven't even even, heard... even soccer remember yesterday I, I read that the uh uh dallas soccer team from the mls fc dallas or something i think it's called they had yeah. like nine players that but tested the, positive the interesting thing is that of the of the at least of the NBA players that I've seen, I don't think any of them have ever even reported being like actually sick. No. Like they, they are, just they are, say they, they got say it, they tested positive, yeah. but they were fine. Yeah, they're asymptomatic. Yeah. They, they say, yeah, I tested positive. Now, um, um, those guys are like super athletes, super athletes all of that, so I'm they're not a good sample of the population. Right. But it shows that probably in younger, healthier people, 
it's not having. I mean, we right. can just look at the death rate for young people. It's just right, almost very minimal. Zero. Yeah, I mean, for the U.S., I was just saying the numbers for the U.S. As Basically, far as, what I'm saying is, I'm fine. It's your guys' problem. No, but cases. Oh, we have about 2.6 million cases from the beginning of the pandemic, and then the case, the cases, uh, death rate in the U.S. is about 4.6 percent or something, and that includes, you know, all age groups. Well, when you dissect that 4.8% by age groups and age brackets, the majority of those are in the 70 plus, you know, in nursing homes and blah, blah, people with pre-existing conditions, people that are overweight, all kinds of things. And then as you go down to other brackets, it's really nothing you don't, to be afraid about, uh, like 0. 0. 0.8, 0. 0.6, things like that. that's really interesting to me that I was looking at like a week or two ago was I was comparing death rates by country mm -hmm. and uh the strange thing about this virus is that i think the u.s must have uh, there's probably i think that there has to be and this is just speculation but there has to be different strains in different places of the world that maybe are more or less deadly because i was looking at like european death rates for different countries in europe versus the u.s um and the u.s death rate was less than half that of Europe. If you look at number of cases versus number of deaths. And that's kind of strange because why would that be? Is the US healthcare system better? Uh, I don't know. Well, don't, one I mean, of the one of the main factors as we said is like for example, everybody was talking Italy back in the beginning. Right. That's but but Italy is one and obviously Italy has a lot of older people. So that was why they said that. But if you look at I mean it's Across the board, Britain, uh, France, France, Spain, Italy, all those countries had a much higher death rate than the United mm -hmm. States, like double or triple the death rate. Right. And that's really strange because I don't know exactly why that is. I don't think it's the healthcare system. I don't think so either. Because, I mean, Europe has very good healthcare systems, but I think it's more um, the age of the population and maybe when they catch it. Well, I, don't know. I thought it was density. But then, that that Europe is more dense. But then, but that gives more cases, not right, so much. Exactly. Not, not necessarily more. But death then rate. Europe also had much much stricter lockdowns than we did. Mm -hmm. You know, in Europe, they basically went on full. I mean, in in France and Spain and Italy, it was total lockdown. You couldn't leave your house. Uh, here, we never had anything like that, other than maybe New York. Um, but other than which is our only dense city, which is by the way the place where the majority of the deaths in the U.S. are. Um, not the majority, but a high percentage of the deaths are. Um, so I don't know exactly, but I even compared because I said, okay, let's factor in for uh, population density. And I compared the death rate in New York, which was the highest death rate in the country out of all the cities. But even that was still like half that of like the death rate of France and other countries. So yeah. I don't know why that is. I don't know why the U.S. death rate was so much lower. Well, again, uh, um, Europe is an older country as far as average age of the population. Con Continent, correct. Um, um, I was thinking Italy, but but majority of Western European countries, starting with Italy, and that's that, that's also the reason why Germany also had a lowest uh, case to death uh, ratio. They they detected it right away, and that's another thing because a lot of these countries 
are now admitting that they didn't react fast enough. No shit. Well, I know. That's I everybody. Know. We know that. Okay. And I was saying that in February, you know? Right, right. So, like, you have countries like uh, South Korea, Singapore, and all these countries that are super, super dense. I mean, those guys have, like, 100 million people in a little teeny country. The ones who did it the best, the country that did it the best, even though China wouldn't like to call them a country, is Taiwan. Yeah. Taiwan, in January, shut everything down. They're an island, but they still said Borders nobody everything. in or out. Yeah. And I think they never even got, like more than a thousand cases well and as you know you you see the uh the news too i mean the the uh, pandemic started really heavily in the northern hemisphere and then we have very little information about what happened in africa or south america and things like yeah, that obviously. and now obviously it's expanding out there and even in australia they had cases and then they say oh we've gone over this and new zealand all the stuff and now they're having another of an outbreak so it's obviously expanding but the main thing is that I, I get to, I mean, I get to a point, I mean, I understand I want to be super optimistic and laid back or anything, and, and that's what people say, hey, we're opening too soon, we're ignoring this thing, and that's dangerous, and Dr. Fauci is saying, oh, I can see 100,000, okay, enough of that shit. I mean, I, I, I understand, okay, uh, uh, there's a way to uh, instill panic and fear for people, saying, oh, I can see 100 cases, 100,000 cases per day, per day here in the U.S. I and just this think and that. the problem is that... And it's like, okay, Fauci, you see uh, 100,000 cases per day, uh, you know, with the population that we have in, in 35 days or, or 350 days or in a year, you run out of people. I mean, everybody in the U.S. is infected. I think, what, after the year, we're just basically good? Because, I mean, it's just it's just a matter of saying, okay, well, I, I don't want to compare it with the flu. It's, it's done to death or any other disease. But it's like, okay, yeah, I got the flu. That, that's, that's not a death sentence, okay? I'm going to live with it. I'm going to take care of myself. No. I'm going to isolate myself. But the scary thing is that we still don't know enough about it. I know. Well, we know much more now than we did, yeah, obviously, but we four still months don't ago. Know, you know, the thing that I'm not clear on, and it's just hard to tell because it's hard to find solid sources, honestly. And I don't even think, you know, we are there's studies and research going on now, but we just don't know enough about it yet. Um, is the longer-term impacts... Like, I still don't understand the people who are completely asymptomatic but then show permanent lung damage. Uh, that doesn't uh, make that sense. Is that proven? That happened. And I don't know Was that if something? that's a okay. rare case, if that's more common. Um, it's kind of like, um, I think a good way, I was trying to think of a way to th equate it. Like, like it's kind of like chicken pox where lots of people get chicken pox when they're kids, but these days we know how to treat it. I mean, we have chicken pox vaccine, but if say you don't get the vaccine or whatever, or you, you get it, like a, a lot of little kids haven't gotten it yet and then they get chicken pox, whatever, uh, they get it and then it goes away, it sucks for a while, but then you're fine. But then you have shingles, right? And that doesn't go away, but that also doesn't show up for a long time. But it's going to come back, right? If you had chicken bugs, then you're going to get shingles. It's in your body. Um, I wonder if the coronavirus could be something like that, where, okay, maybe you got it and you were fine. You're whatever. You moved on. But then years down the line, you're going to have serious consequences from it. Yeah, that we don't know, obviously. Well, that's point. my point. <clears throat> we don't know. Maybe the asymptomatic people or people that are younger now that are, they say, that are safer or something, then, I don't know, they turn 15, 20 years or 30 years from now, and then... Uh, they get uh, viruses in their body or something. Uh, you know, that's just... But to me, it's just a lifestyle thing. I mean, you, you can only... You need to take all the precautions that you can, but at the same time, you cannot be locked down forever. No, I mean, it goes no, to a obviously point. not. Right. No, the, 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 see, for me, I try to be as uh, balanced as possible because if anybody listened to this podcast back in January, February, I was 
sounding the alarm, saying we need to shut it down, shut it down. We don't know anything about this virus. We don't know the death rate, all of that. But now uh, that I see in the U.S. especially that cases keep going up, but deaths are not going up uh, or even going down. Okay, it's definitely it's definitely not as deadly as we thought it might be back in February. That's mm -hmm. obvious. But hindsight's twenty twenty. It could have been more deadly than we thought. So that's okay. I'm not saying we shouldn't have shut down. We should have. But do you? Is it time? Like, okay, it, the thing that's the worst thing we could do, which is what we're doing right now, is like yo-yoing back and forth of like we're opening back up. Oh no, we're shutting back down again. Oh, and then we're gonna open it back up well, for another see, month and shut. I mean, that is like disastrous for the but economy. That's, that's the difficult thing to do because as as we I think we talked about last week when I, I was also traveling cross country and all the stuff and I was like the country the countries the, the world in general is not ready for for mobility of population in a pandemic um, situation you know like it, they say okay we're gonna fly uh, no but I think it safer. also exposed the amount of unnecessary mobility. Like all this stuff that like, like one thing that I think maybe it'll come back, but I don't know, is like traveling salespeople. When you can just have a sales call or yeah. a conference, why do you need to travel Well, places? you don't need to. And, they, and that happened also during the big recession that we had uh, right. 12 years ago when, when the reason for not traveling was financial. Right? Right. The companies didn't have the money right. and they were canceling all these meetings and conventions and trips to right, Vegas and, and all that thing, stuff. Conventions and conferences and all right, that. Right, but that, keep in mind that that's an incentive for people. I mean, when no, you're, when you're in a I team, know, companies companies like to do these kickoff meetings for the year, for this, for that. And it's like a little... Yeah, but the people, the people, it's like when you're at school and you have a field trip. Yeah. Do you have to have it? No, but it's good to get you... That's when you're a kid. Well, I understand. But do you think grown adults need a field trip? Yeah, they do. I, I would rather just... Hey, give me some vacation time if you want to give me more time. Yes, but it's different. I mean, you, you still need to get the work done. So you do a... Yeah, you but have if you do a offsite, <clears throat> nobody's getting work done. They're offsite. No, no. I mean, you have a, you have a. I mean, I've covered a bunch of these corporate meetings and kickoffs and things like that. And you take a, a, a company like I don't know, it could be Motorola, or whatever, and then you move to a nice Mo place. Motorola. I haven't been around a long time. I know. You know, update your uh, example. Yeah, but any any company. Um, you take a company that basically says we're gonna have a um a meeting, a company-wide meeting for whatever, or Verizon or something, and they say, we're going to go in the summer or in December to a nice destination like Arizona that does a lot of stuff for those meetings. No, no, I so, totally So when they do that, they gather people from all over the country and they spend a week here, they have meetings, and then in the afternoons they have all these programs where they have golf and spa and all that stuff. Right. It's I, nice. I understand. But at the same time, look, who cares? I mean, is that necessary? Well, I mean, it's like everything else. I mean, it's not, nothing is necessary, you know? I mean... Do you need this? Do you need that? But I think it's it's a good incentive. Now, again, when when they had these financial restrictions, okay, let me ask it was this. very lavish for companies to say, oh, we're going to go to Las Vegas for a week. And they said, no, you're not going to go to Las Vegas. You're going to have a conference call or whatever. Obviously, that was 12 years ago. Today, we're even more developed as far as video conferencing, streaming, everything right. else. So now it's for health reasons. Now it's even now it's the opposite. Right. So now, you think, now some people are saying, "No, why do I need to travel to see this client in Houston?" Do you think if, any company in the next two years is going to want the liability of moving all their people to some place? Well, that's a whole. Could you imagine if Verizon does a thousand-person offsite, and then someone has it that goes there and spreads it, and all of a sudden a hundred people on on the 
top level of, of rise in management have are sick. That is a good point because that's a whole a whole liability issue. It's right. one thing that you say, hey, we're going to have this meeting in Houston. It, it, I mean, the same thing has happened to the NBA or whatever. And then people say, you know what? I don't feel comfortable for whatever situation. I have kids or my wife is in this situation or I had a, a weak immune system. I don't feel comfortable traveling in this or situation. Or a lot of these executives are old themselves. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, so that's a whole different point. Um, and I'm assuming companies will have their own policies. They're going to have to rewrite a lot of things saying, okay, it's voluntary. You can be streamed over the phone. It's for people who want to come or whatever. There's no difference whether you come or not as far as any any consequences or anything. I don't know. I mean, but does a family have to go on vacation? Well, every family plans a vacation at some point, you know, to go somewhere, whether it's a road trip or it's a No, no, no. I'm not talking about vacations. Obviously, vacations, people are never going to give up vacations, obviously. But I mean, like, <clears throat> corporate retreats. I think a lot of these mega conferences and all that, I think that's going to be toned down at least for the next couple of years, for they sure. They will. They will. And they will probably reduce and it, And, by the way, I think that there's just a lot of unnecessary conferences and conventions yeah, and yeah, stuff. You yeah, know? Are, like, I hate those but, things. But it's not I think, different. I think companies, 95% of we've them We've seen how many Silicon Valley companies are now saying working from home is going to be the, right. the future. So obviously being in an office that before it was, oh no, we like this camaraderie of being all together and all the stuff. And now they say, no, you can work from home. It's fine. We're going to save in office space. We're going to save way, a lot of things. Do you think... Uh, I, I don't know, man. I think it depends on the work. I think depending on, on the type of company you are, uh, I definitely think that the working from home is 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 great, but people don't seem to talk about the drawbacks when they talk about like oh everybody's just gonna work from home like it's not for everybody like like yeah it's great to work from home if you're like single and you have a nice apartment but if you have kids mm -hmm. and you have to take care of them and, not like, only that if you're a couple and all of a sudden both husband right. and wife are working from home. And they're both seeing each other 24-7 right. and all that stuff. It's not easy. It's no, a strain. It's, it's like, hey, honey, I'm working. And she's working. Right. And I'm and working. it's nice and when you have like a home office. But right. what but, if you don't have a home office? But even that. I You're mean, working at the kitchen table all day. Is that really what you like? Right, right. You have a, you have a, a, a place that is not made to be working. Right. You can work from home one day, two days, whatever. And not, but you right. have both members. Exactly. Or even... Even you have older kids that are now going to Zoom university or something else, and every day everybody's at home studying, working, whatever. It's just not, it's just not the way to go. I mean, you you sometimes sometimes and it's good to go to the office. Beyond that, there's lots of companies that benefit from social serendipity that happens in the office that mm -hmm. doesn't happen working from home. It really depends on the job what it is. Like yeah. we work remote and we've been remote before this, but we are okay because I think the work we do doesn't necessarily require an office, right? Because a lot of the work we do is like we get a job from a client and then it needs to be done. And so a lot of the work we do well, the whole, the is whole like, oh, I, business that we do is basically internet based. So Right. And difference. on top of that, it's like a lot of the work we do is like someone needs to actually be able to sit down and focus and concentrate on building out some website or whatever they're doing. Or if I'm like if I'm building ads in Facebook Ads Manager, I need to be able to sit down and focus for two right, hours and right. do that. I can't be distracted. But there's other jobs where serendipity is very useful, um, and so it just depends. It just depends. But uh, now, 
are there also the pros of like you don't have a million meetings a day that are totally worthless? Yes. Distractions too. You have, I mean, and there's com- pros and commuting cons. Commuting and going to work and, and spending an hour in the but freeways. But I also think people, you know, like just, you know, the, the biggest drawback of working from home for me is that I'm just home all day, you know? And it's like sometimes it's like I need to just get out of the house. But you can do that. I mean, no, I know. I can. But I mean, not, not these days, but I mean, I used to... I used to work from home very nicely, and then um, no, that's why so many people go to coffee shops. And stuff. Right, and yeah, in the afternoon, no, yeah. I would just go out and go to a coffee shop, three, four o'clock. My only problem with the coffee shop is that depending on the work I'm doing, stuff. I like to have bigger monitors, and obviously, I can't have that at a coffee shop. Um, but no, I mean, I, I don't know. I, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm not a hundred percent, even though we are a remote company. I don't think that works for every company. No, and, and, and for every person. No, a lot of people person. don't have the the self discipline. Like, especially if okay, if I was if I had a startup that was trying to build something from scratch, like a let's say like a consumer app or something, I would want an office because I need to be in there with my team every day so that we can draw things up on on the fly and work together and and have that serendipity. Um, I don't think that works remotely. Basically, I just don't think that would work. No, I, um, I know, I know, and I think I think this obviously working from home is no choice. But I think again, what I say going back to normal is that okay, well, offices will still exist. People will still go back to an office space. Uh, maybe now, they have more flexibility. Did you see that f- what Facebook's doing? No, Facebook's laid off thousands of employees, and uh, they said they're going to replace them with contractors. And they're just going to try hiring anywhere in the world. Basically, when, when Facebook said we're going to start working from home over the next few years, is like they said, well, we don't need all these Bay Area people anymore. Well, I heard. We well, one thing I heard salaries. is when they told them that they can work from home, and then a lot of people started moving out of San Francisco because right. it's so expensive and going to a place. If they can do the same work from Des Moines, Iowa, nothing against Des Moines, Iowa, but I'm sure it's cheaper. Des Moines. You don't have to go to that far. You can go to like whatever. Phoenix or Austin or other cities. Well, whatever you want to leave, that is going to be definitely cheaper right. than San Francisco. But, or even but then, elsewhere in California. But too. then Facebook also said, we're going to adjust your pay. We're going to adjust your right. salary. Because they say, we only we, pay you that much because we have to because you live right. here. We hire you with a certain premium because we require you to live in San Francisco. Right. But if you're going to move out and be on your 200, own. 200000 in San Francisco. It's good money, but it's not crazy. It's because it just living there is so expensive. Two hundred thousand in most of the country is like you are super rich. Right. So, so Facebook said, yeah, you can move whatever you want, but we will adjust right. your salary. And, but to not only that, the cost of living of your they're, new. They're location. trying to. They're trying to. I mean, they lay off. I don't know the exact number, but it was in the thousands of employees, and uh, they basically said, we're gonna hire. We're gonna replace them with contractors. Which is really interesting. Well, they already use a lot of contractors for the policing and all the stuff. Which, but Facebook is a whole different case. I mean, there've been so many issues. Um, now that we can we can discuss too. But so back to um the the second half of the year. So did you hear if, about it, it, Zuckerberg in Hawaii? No, that's like the latest thing. He's like, I guess he owns land in Hawaii on one of the islands. I'm not sure which island it is. Um, maybe it is Hawaii, the island. I don't know. Um, but. He owns land there and he's trying to build like some complex there and he's trying to buy land from like the natives. Oh, they and, don't like that. And they don't want to sell it and yeah. he's like suing people and it caused the whole thing. And I'm like, dude, you get enough bad press already. Yeah. Do you really, you need more land in Hawaii? Is that Hawaii your is very intricate. And, and, oh, and, Hawaii and, is like one of the most 
sensitive not sensitive i yeah. mean in a good way they want to protect their land but they don't even yeah not only that i mean if i go to certain islands like Hawaii or, or even the big island stuff and i say i'm going to move there the locals oh i know will want to know what kind of lifestyle you have i know and they don't want you to go there and just buy a house or build a house and basically break um all the traditional stuff you know so they don't like that. They want you to blend into them rather than you try to oh. adjust, bring your thing, and then be a Western-style guy living right. in Hawaii. They want you to blend in with the so, culture and live with their habits and, right. and, and traditions and all that stuff. So they don't like this kind of, oh, I have big money. I'm just going to buy everything out and build my complex here. So they even do that with research stuff. I mean, like putting a telescope and I things know, like that. That was, that was a big, big controversy about putting a you know, like a big telescope there because of the clear skies and they say, hmm, we don't want all these scientists and people come here and break our right. sanctuary thing, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's kind but of I'm tricky. But I'm like, Zucks, come on, man. Yeah, don't I know. you need another right. press uh, right. crisis on your plate? You don't have enough yeah. already. You're suing Hawaiian natives. I mean, give me a break, dude. Yeah. Is that your priority? Um, so, back to, uh, let me ask you, what, what um, if you were to predict is the word actually um what would well, be the you, second you half you know of what the they year? say about predictions yeah um it's hard to make predictions about especially about the future is yeah. that what yogi Berra said yeah. yeah but we're gonna have to make him so if you were to uh predict uh what the second half of the year would be compared to the first half um i, I prefer be- i prefer forecast because then if you're wrong you can just make a bullshit excuse it was a forecast yeah like there's i didn't a, say it was gonna happen i said it could happen. there's a 90 percent chance of rain but then it doesn't rain it's like, well that's the 10 percent. that was 90 percent 10 percent was still not rain that's how you get away with it or partly cloudy oh yeah that's, that's why i love like financial forecasts i'm like that means jack shit to me i don't know what <laughs> that means all right well whatever you call it what do you think is going to be the second half of the year as far as uh business and society and life and everything else let's just Stick it to the U.S. for now. Since How I like more. to do these things is I like to say if I had to bet on it, if I had to put my money where my mouth is, um, I give it another probably July, um, another month, and then nobody will care anymore. It'll just be wide open, back to normal, uh, or starting to become back to normal. And even if cases keep going up, people are just going to go back to how it was. That's what I think. I, I would say something like that. Like, I think people are I think the saying, only thing that would make it, make that not true is if deaths started going up a lot. Right. But because deaths haven't been going up, I think people are going to just start saying, well, fuck it. We don't care about cases if there's no deaths. So even if it means we have a million more cases, but not a lot of more deaths, I think people don't care. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, but I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, if you compare when we first started with the pandemic, like in February and especially March, that nobody was kind of taking it seriously. And then all of a sudden they said, oh, Tom Hanks has it and Rudy Gobert. And, you know, it, it's not until famous people had it that, Did that, it didn't, that it didn't affect people. And now it's like we know of tons of famous people or relevant people that have it and we don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, the thing and, with Tom Hanks is that he's like an older, not in great shape guy. Yeah, but he was and in he Australia was, too. And he was fine. Yeah, and he was so, fine. Him and his wife. Yeah, so uh, he was fine. And, but now it's like, now we're even past the, the point where we care about celebrities or athletes or whatever. It's like, okay, well, oh, it's not news anymore. They say, oh, this uh, person. No, I, know, I see it every day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this 
guy from here got it, this famous person, like, okay, right, whatever. Right, right. So, so we're past that, which tells you that people are just kind of saying, okay, whatever, I don't care. You know, it's like, oh, a record in the U.S., okay, I don't care. And then the governors obviously are doing what they have to do because they need to uh, please people and do the right thing. So, oh, we're going to shut down again. We said that this is not going to be, it's like people are going to say, okay, fuck it, are you open or are you close or what's the conditions? I honestly, maybe it's because I don't move enough, but I, I don't see much difference I haven't seen much difference, at least in Arizona, from from day one to now. I mean, we were under a semi-lockdown, but stores were still open. Yeah, yeah I restaurants did. I were mean, closed, some movies were closed, and all that stuff. There was during probably March, April, um, I noticed a pretty significant decrease in like traffic. Yeah, and of course. Yeah, like it obviously depends. Like if you're, when I would go to like I would drive past just because I wanted to see like areas where it's like just tons of restaurants and shopping and it was totally empty when normally it's packed. Right. So yeah, I mean, I noticed And the, and the traffic, yeah, that made a difference. That was a good difference for, by the way. Uh, stores were closed, restaurants were closed. And for the most part, school in Arizona was over, which is the three major traffic situations. So, so yeah, you could move around like pretty fast in major highways and streets with no traffic. So that was good. But as far as the day-to-day life, you go to the store, normal i mean now you have to wear a mask and all the stuff but I, I didn't see much difference now the governor i mean i don't even know how these things are set because i i the governor of arizona i don't know if he's just here or what but i i find out from other people I yeah that's see, the thing like how he, do you find out like what is visible mask mandates yeah. in arizona in different counties and cities and the only way i knew that was because i saw it on twitter but if I'm not on Twitter, I would have no idea. Well, I know. Or, or when any, you go like, to the first store and they say, oh, no, you need to wear a mask today. Right. And yesterday you didn't. And you're like, okay, so you wore the mask, right. which is fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I just need to know what, what the policy no, is, know. you know. So, I actually, I went somewhere and uh, uh, I had to go to AutoZone because I needed a part for my car. And uh, I just forgot my mask at home. I didn't think about it. And then I walked in. And uh, I ordered it online and I needed to pick it up. And the guy asked me, like, do you have a mask? And I was like, oh, shoot, I totally forgot. Like, I just spaced it, basically. And uh, he was like, okay, well, you order online. He made me wait outside. And then he came out and yeah, gave it Yeah, but that's me. just basically the rule. They you don't know? give a shit. I no, mean, in I fact, mean, that particular store no, the, yeah, was the funny totally thing is, open. I've and nobody even wore a mask. Car issues, so I've been to this auto zone back and forth for a while. And for a while, they didn't have masks or anything. And it wasn't until it was mandated that the store right. had I mean, it was like right. middle of April. And so, they didn't but have by masks. the point is that you find out about these things. And then they say, okay, they, they had the curfew, remember? When they said um, a curfew in Arizona, for, that was for the riots too. And uh, like from 5 a.m. until 8 p.m. or something, like after before 5 a.m. or after 8 p.m., unless you were coming back from work or something, you weren't supposed to be driving or anything. I didn't know it. Yeah, I mean, these things are tough uh, to police. I mean, too, it's like, I mean, what it's are you like, you're going to do? You're going to just start arresting people you see in the street. Right. I like, mean, I'm, I'm driving when I have to run an errand. It's like, I don't know. Obviously, early than 5 a.m. is difficult, but at 8 p.m., 8 p.m. in Arizona, it's like, it's normal. You know, it's like so hot here that people go out after eight when the sun goes down to do stuff, go running, do whatever, and then all of a sudden there's a curfew. You know, so, I mean, those things are, are hard to police or implement even. So as far as predictions, I would say the same thing. I mean, the only thing I can think of is it's going to be, it's going to create some confusion when we get to um, the uh, fall winter season and then we get the flu top traditional season and then people start getting more cases and then they don't know if it's flu or if it's COVID. And One thing I'm worried about especially with how uh, temperamental the global environment is right now. I don't mean the environment. I mean the, uh, the mental state mm-hmm. environment of people. Um, 
I really wonder what's going to happen in the election as far as the response. Um, I wonder how, what's going to happen with the voting, too. If it's going to be mailing ballots or people going to vote. I think it'll probably be going to vote by November. Yeah, I think it'll be people going. But I really, I mean, I don't know, man. I really wonder uh, both sides, like whoever wins, I really wonder what the response is going to be. I, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm so, uh, what would I, what's the word? So not looking forward or so enthused about these elections. I because I really, so, I really don't I've become like, so disconnected from politics now. I'm not, ready to just like, honestly, like just walk away and stop paying attention because well, yeah, it's just well, like. That's one thing. But the other thing is that unfortunately we don't have any candidate to look forward to. For no, one, it's, not it's, at a, all. it's a bipartisan system. So you have two. And the incumbent president has a lot of issues. Let's just put it that way. And no, then I mean, the, the I, I really wonder what's going to happen, no matter who wins. Because if Trump wins, I just think that there's going to be, I mean, just massive protests and people very, very upset that it's going to be another four years of Trump. And if Biden wins, I'm like, oh, I'm almost more concerned. I'm almost if more Biden like, wins. I'm gonna, I'm like really like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just. I don't know who his VP is going to be. I can't believe well, he hasn't well, announced that's, that's it yet. Part. That's mean, the key part. That he still needs to pick his VP, which has very good chances of being very influential, whether it's a he or a she. It looks like he said it was going to be a female yeah, candidate. Yeah, he said that. So, but I don't know. I mean, it's just, that's what I'm saying, that this, this election is like sometimes you say, oh, man, I'm, I'm trying to kind of, there's always some kind of in, uh, excitement, you know, on the, the debates and all the stuff. And this year is like, I don't know. Give me the lesser of two evils. I mean, it's just I not. I just want. I honestly, I just want somebody boring. I just want somebody <laughs> who's gonna come in and say, "These are my policies. These are my beliefs," um, and I'm just gonna be quiet and uh, like, like, kind of like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, like a Carter type president back in the Ooh, day, even yeah. though I wasn't alive back then. But like somebody who like. <laughs> It's just so bland and boring that nobody cares yeah, about them. Yeah, but you need you need some president that has has balls to do the right thing too and make the right calls and has a good team and, and has a stable team that doesn't get like is not fearful of expressing their opinion and being fired the day after. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, as much as I like Trump, sometimes the things that he's done, I also know that he's being a big mouth and a big screw up. Um, and this is not politics or anything, but I don't even know if Biden will be any better, to be honest, because he'll be like completely the opposite side of the spectrum, like kumbaya, like everything goes, go China, yeah, bring all your stuff here. I mean, basically everything that we've had in the past was just basically for everything that's happened in the last 20 years, mostly, you know, so I don't know if it's going to be better. But aside from the elections, which actually is going to be a big event, hopefully at some point, normally in any other year at this point in July, we'll be having like all election news. Do you think we're going to have debates? Well, I don't know if we're going to have um, on-site debates. Uh, if you remember, the Democratic debates already happened without people, without uh, right. audience. You think they'll do the same thing? And they were the candidates uh, when there were multiple ones. I think ones. Biden doesn't want debates. I think Biden says, yeah. I'm going to stay in my basement. Well, he basement said that he's not going to do away. campaign rallies now. He said that he's going to basically just do uh, uh, campaign rallies on, on video, whatever, streaming. He said that he's going to stay obeying the, the law the law and all that stuff or the, uh, the the guidance of the CDC Trump said that he's going to still continue doing rallies he didn't want in Oklahoma which wasn't that successful uh, didn't fill out the arena and all that stuff so 
but the debates themselves, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, as we get closer to election, I mean, this is still uh, July, but if we get to October and, you know, early November. I just still think, I think it's amazing because I think this would be, I think this is the Democrats' election to lose, and they might lose it because they put Biden in place. Like, they had a million candidates and they picked Biden. Well, I mean, people, I mean, they, when they had the... Uh, no, but the establishment was pushing for Biden. I mean, they had tons of choices. Yeah, but they, they, were, they, they, thought, they thought that Sanders was too risky, too socialist. Yeah, probably. And then Warren, you saw that case. And uh, I don't know. I mean, the, and the other ones that were better were not. They didn't have enough pool, enough name. You know, like Tulsi Gabbard and um, Yang Gang and all these candidates that... I don't know what else. I mean, Biden is, had been vice president, so you have a person that is like by the party and everything, and then he has now Obama's endorsement saying, okay, he normally would have been the candidate usefully, except that he decided not to run for personal reasons, but normally he would have been the elected candidate back when Obama couldn't run anymore, you know? So, but he decided not to run, and now he's running later. So, but when you have a vice president that has been there for eight years running for president, that's the establishment. I mean, that's the candidate you have to have. So I don't know if the, uh, if the Democratic Party had a choice, to be honest, as far as picking somebody else. But again, that's, that's, there's a lot of um, conspiracies and things behind the scenes going on. And he's not officially the candidate just yet. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, no, he doesn't have enough delegates yet. I mean, they need okay. to be... Yeah, who's going to beat him? Well, like I said, I mean... Uh, there could be uh, there's a lot of things going on with uh, anyways that's uh, that's a whole different conversation but uh, he doesn't have the delegate count to be officially nominated yet so um, but again I, I, I my prediction for the second half of the year is that there's a point where people are just gonna say listen this is with us we're just gonna live with it the, the virus and the, the possibility of infection when I have to be careful when I have to get used to wearing masks in public places social distancing whatever take all the precautions and then uh, don't lower your guard whatever but we're gonna have to live with it until we have a vaccine and we feel safer and but we need to get on with our lives you know our kids need to go to school Pe people need to go to college and people need to go to work and make a living and shopping and this and that and as much as things have changed now and they've shown that you can do things in a different way which is always good like shopping online and having things delivered and all that stuff we are animals of tradition and habits and we eventually say okay we did our time now we like to get back to normal and so um traveling for the holidays i don't know thanksgiving weekend is the highest traveling weekend we'll see how that yeah. happens how many people are going to travel how many families are going to have zoom conference uh thanksgivings i don't know you know so but i think i think uh that's my my optimistic point of view my pessimistic is that there's a huge second wave that comes mixed up with a flu or something and then everything goes chaotic and then people are just saying okay what the fuck you know what do we do now my pessimistic is that that no matter who wins the election things are going to be really bad that's my pessimistic view if i had to have one yeah you're tying it to the elections i i don't I know think i'm not a big political person but i think this specific election um it's just because i mean just look at how many people are protesting, how many people, I mean, I just think that no matter what. Uh, well, but if, I mean, you don't win the elections with no people voting for you. So if you win the elections, it's because the majority of the country, at least 50%, normally yeah, has voted for you. So that means that 50% of the country wants 
Yeah, but that also person. means 50% of the country doesn't. Right, which was the case last time. Right, but I just think... So, I mean, either we're a democracy or not. I mean, we need to accept whoever wins the election, which one way or the other. So, and I think people will just get on with their lives, and they just don't, they just don't want a president that is going to be... You think if Trump wins, they don't, they don't care? <clears throat> I think you're out of your mind. Well, I mean, the people who don't like it will care, but uh, from there to doing riots and demonstrations, that will be the wrong reaction. They're, oh, yeah, that's going to be the, the reaction. I mean, I've... I've it, uh, it is 100% <clears throat> going to be the reaction. You don't think so? Uh, I hope not. I mean, uh, hope or no, hope not, I mean, uh, I hope we're more civilized than just not accepting the election result. I mean, I, I may like one person or another, but I'm, I'm willing to accept what the majority of people decide to do. I mean, that's what the spirit of democracy is, you know, we're going to be rioting every time there is a person. No, elected. I don't think you should riot. I mean, last time president. we, everybody elected, everybody expected Hillary Clinton to win and then Trump won. And then it's like big shocker. And then the economy itself just skyrocketed right away and all the stuff and it went fine. And then. Really, I mean, to paraphrase Trump, which is not a good thing, uh, the economy and all that stuff was doing by the... Okay. No, uh, no, it wasn't. Unemployment, all that stuff was doing well until everything happened. So, uh, But we don't have these issues. You know, where people like him or not, people vote with their wallets. And as we discussed before... No, people definitely vote All with these Democrats by voice and everything ended up, even in Hollywood and Beverly Hills and all these places, ended up voting for Trump because they said, you know what? I'd rather pay less taxes. No, you know? 100%. So that's how it goes. No, 100%. So, but... Then, no, I'm just... I'm just anticipating. I'm not commentating. I'm not trying to comment right or wrong. I'm just anticipating the reaction. Yeah, but the reaction is to be mostly for other issues like racial issues and other stuff. And that's a separate issue than whoever is the president. Okay? I think you think that. <clears throat> no. I don't think I mean, other whatever. Think that. Well, but you hit realistic. And uh, whatever happened now in three years with Trump as president, I it's not just now. I mean, we had, we had a, 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 you know, Obama as president for eight years and things were much better racially back then. Okay. No, I just think, I just think <clears throat> that um, a lot of people on the left are going to be very, very upset because then they know it's another four years of Trump. Of course. That's what you're voting for. You know? Yeah, but keep in mind, the president only has so much power. It's Congress and... No, I know and, the president. Uh, well, I the, think the president should have even less power. But, right. I mean, um, we give too much power to that. I mean, he, he may be tweeting to death all these monosyllabic or one-liners in caps or whatever. But at the end of the day, Congress and the House and the Senate and stuff are the ones who make the decisions. And, you know, it's I'm more interesting in seeing how the House and the, and the, and the Senate are going to end up in majority or minorities or this or who, who controls it. Because that's what the big deal is. That's what the laws are basically made and signed off or not. And then you have to agree on legislation and everything to pass the laws the president can veto or do whatever but at the end of the day he only has so much power so <clears throat> we'll see but anyways do you let's think the reaction would be if biden wins if biden wins um i mean the media will be super happy i can tell you that i mean all the cns and all the uh msnbc's and most of the media outlets will be very happy because they hate trump they love to hate Trump. That's just the bottom line, you know? So... I think they secretly want him to win. <clears throat> hmm? I think they secretly want him to win. What, want Trump to win? Yeah. Yeah, obviously it's more news. Ratings. Yeah, I don't think I Biden mean, brings ratings. Exactly, exactly. It's like, it's like they want ratings because the political debates are the highest rating shows. They even... They even when there was election year last time, in two, two, four years ago, they even... Uh, have higher ratings than the NFL when they started and all the sports shows yeah, and everything yeah. because the debates with Trump even before the election and the, even the rallies and the, and the meetings and all that stuff were more 
um, broadcast and more um, audience than NFL games and basketball games that were at the same time. And that was the first time it happened. It's well documented because it was more entertaining to watch him run his mouth, you know? So Yeah, but that was also because it was novel. It's not novel anymore. Well, it's not novel, but still people want to see that. I mean, but I, I don't know. If Biden wins, it's like... Okay, he won. I mean, I, I really, I, I just hope that we react as a civilized country and saying, okay, we voted, uh, we were supposed to. I hope people go to vote, vote for whoever you want, and then accept the results. That's it. You're not going to vote just for the president. You're going to vote for a lot of other people too. So that's the chance. And just vote. And, and, and if he doesn't win now, okay, that means that more people selected or elected the other person. And, and that's fine. Let's just, you, you all with your life. I mean, going out there and doing riotings and destroying other people's property, all that stuff, I don't see how that solves anything. Seriously. I mean, I don't see how that solves anything. So in, in any situation, it's not just in the U.S. election. It's just anywhere in the world, you know? Like, okay, we had the issue here with, with uh, George Floyd, and then I don't see why people need to go in uh, Sydney, Australia, doing demonstrations and throwing shit at properties and destroying I was like, okay, I, we understand. We're going to change things, and hopefully this is a turning point, which is very important. But at the same time, don't destroy other people's properties. Don't go and, and do all that shit, you know, because I know it's a minority, but that's unfortunately the one that gets all the highlights and the tweets and everything else when you see those those little clips, you know. So anyways, um, the other thing is um, I wanted to get something to sports. I mean, I'm a big fan of um, certain sports, especially auto racing, and this is the first weekend that um, – Formula One is coming back finally. They they were supposed to start in Australia and now they're starting in Austria, which is they just got a that's a joke, huh? It was good. I've been working on that one for a while. Wow, that was and really was original. Important. Yeah, so they got rid of a couple of letters and they said, okay, we're gonna start in Austria. Wow. You ever considered doing stand up? Uh, I do sit down. It's okay. it's more comfortable. Oh wow. So I, it's the same thing, same mics and everything. Just no audience if the people don't laugh, it doesn't matter. Uh so anyways, they're going to Austria this weekend. Actually gonna be the two weekends in a row. We have a semi season set up for eight races and uh first race in Austria, second race also in Austria. They call it something different. Um and then the third one is in Hungary and then I think they go to England. So we have eight races locked down for now. And then the rest of the schedule is still to be determined uh, whether they come to the U.S. and all that is still to be seen. But anyways, that's a good sign. They're starting. Uh, no spectators. It's going to be closed doors. I saw already images of the drivers and the teams arriving, everybody with their masks, social distancing, half crews. We're talking about journalist stuff. Um, they don't, the teams, the journalist um, press corps basically is going with half of the teams. They'll have a skeleton crews there with you know, to cover the silence and the event and all that stuff, but not the full crews, uh, trying to reduce how many people are there to keep the social distance. But it's, it's good. I mean, I think it's good for, for fans in general of all the sports to start seeing that somehow things are, uh, they have something else to talk about, you know, whether it's their favorite sport or their favorite TV shows or whatever. And basketball is also scheduled to start in the in Orlando at the end of the month. Um, and I see that every night. I mean, I see more news. And even even the commissioner, Adam Silver, said pretty much the same thing. He says, hey, we're going to have to live with this and adapt to it. So might as well just try to live with it and, and play. Otherwise, we're going to see home. Yeah, of course it's money. Of course it's money. But the NBA is supposed to be losing. I think they said, that. well, first of all, the Orlando bubble thing that they call is going to cost them about $150 million just to play there. That's what they said. Why? Um, well, I didn't hear that. just org- yeah, it was last night on. Um, Why does it cost that much? Just protecting, organizing all the tests. They're basically 
Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe they have 400 something people, team members going there. They have to test everybody. They had to prepare all this, all the safety situations for reporters, for everything, the hotels, everything, whatever. I don't know what the cost. I mean, I can imagine some of the cost, but that's what it's going to cost. In addition to that, they said that this year they're losing. I think they said a billion dollars. I think maybe 1.5, but at, at least it's a billion dollars in losses and revenue, basically, right, right. due to the league, uh, basically uh, canceling the games all this time. So. But if they go back there, yeah, of course it's money. It's like everything else, you know, money for the players, money for the league, money for uh, for everybody. You know, there's a lot of money revolving around the league. And the NFL is supposed to start. They said they're going to have the preseason reduced to two games. I think that's always a good point. I think four games for the preseason is excessive. A lot of people, a lot of players get injured uh, in preseason just because <clears throat> start playing hard and try to make the team and then they're done for the season. So... Um, it's going to be two games instead of four, and then the schedule will continue to be normal. I'm not sure about the spectators back. The NFL is a, you know, October, November league, so we'll see what happens by then. But um, I think that's a good sign. I think that's something that is going to take people away, uh, news away. I'm sure all the sports shows are going to be super happy to finally have something to cover other than highlights from 20 years ago. Uh, baseball, I think they made a deal too for 60-something games or something, so it's coming back. Not that I care a bit about baseball, but it's coming back, so... Any other uh, comments you have on anything? Nope. The only sport I watch is basketball. So I'm just right. Waiting. So are you excited about? I mean, you're gonna have a lot of. Uh, yeah, but it's still like another month away. <clears throat> well, it's just three weeks away. We're twenty ninth. Right, but that's when they actually had the first game. But they're gonna have the team. The, the players are reporting in a week or right, so. No, they're gonna have the, their pre games and all that stuff. And so I think it's. It's pretty exciting. There are some players that are actually opting out, which which is free for them to say. I mean, they have the freedom to say, mm, I don't feel safe. And some players are doing that. Um, I think very few are going to do very that. Very few, but some of them have already said it. And uh, so in those cases, obviously, they're going to hurt the team, but the team said, you have the freedom to not come if you don't feel safe. And some players do it for personal reasons, like wives being pregnant or expecting a kid or whatever, and they just kind of don't feel that it's the best situation for them to just go into that. So, But I'm actually curious to see how this bubble works because if it works, it could be implemented for other places, for other sports, saying, okay, we're going to concentrate all the teams in a... Like they were talking Vegas before, saying, okay, everybody goes to Vegas. They have lots of space there for hotels and casinos and everything, and then they have arenas for for, for basketball and everything else, and, and they can just play there and then be secluded. So you kind of put them in a situation that is under control, you know. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, as far as traveling, unfortunately for the U.S., um, the EU just uh, canceled or basically left the U.S. out of the list. Are you uh, falling asleep or something? No, I'm just stretching. Sorry. Stretching your neck. Uh, yeah, so did you hear that about the, um, the U.S.? Um, the European Union um, put out a list of countries. Yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. They need our tourism, so we'll see. I don't think it lasts more than a month, probably. Yeah, obviously, they review the list. They said every couple of weeks. But still, um, they it's interesting that they supposedly allow travelers from China. But then they said that the U.S. Uh, is not actually in the uh, list anymore as far as countries from visitors allowed to travel into European countries. But the caveat to that is that, of course, in typical European Union f fashion or European non-union they said that's the official union policy but each country can do whatever they want each country has the the, the ability to say hey um, i know we're not supposed to allow people from this country but we kind of wanted to come you know so they can do that 
So that's that's a big thing. Uh, they had to consult whatever. But if, for example, if if Portugal says, "Hey, we want American people to travel to our country because we love them," um, that's fine. We, we don't need to let them go into Spain or France, but we can allow them in the in the in, in Portugal. Doesn't that kind of uh, negate the whole thing? Because everybody can travel freely in Europe. So no, no, because they um, if we travel to Portugal, for example, and Portugal says, "Yeah, we we no, allow." No, no, I mean, I mean, you cannot go you beyond go, Portugal. Give, with your virus, you dirty American go to Portugal. <laughs> you give your virus to the Portuguese person, and that person can go anywhere they want in Europe. Well, yeah, that's that's basically yeah. Just keep uh, your dirty American hands. And off they'll of they'll blame the Americans. Portuguese. So that's well, anyways, that's why the um, they go by this uh, ratio of infections or whatever per one hundred thousand uh, population or people. And the U.S. is about that ratio right now. Um, mostly, I think it's partially because we count everybody and they count half of the people, but that's okay. Um, all right, guys. Um, I think that that's it for this um, first episode of July. And uh, hopefully um, we'll have some good news, or better news. And we'll see if our predictions are accurate. Do you want to do two seconds of conspiracy corner? Oh, I'm always into conspiracies. I'm not a well, conspiracy person, but I love to listen to Jelaine them. Maxwell, uh, Epstein's wife or whatever you call her, uh, got arrested this morning. Did you see that? No, no. Yeah. I'm working. I don't see the stuff like you are just The tweeting. FBI arrested her. Where is she? I don't know where she was, but she got detained by the FBI. So today, as of recording this, is July 2nd. So how many days until she commits suicide, you think? <laughs> That's the question, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm actually watching the, uh, you, you, the um, uh, Jeffrey Epstein series mm. on Netflix. I watched the first episode, I think it was like a week or 10 days ago. I'm, I'm, I'm still in the first one. Then I started watching Succession again for season two. That is the season that... That's the show that I wanted to watch, and it's been pushed back too. But, uh, anyways, I'm looking forward to seeing. It. I think it's four, four episodes or five. Or yeah, something. I watched the first three. I didn't watch the last one. Um, right. Uh, it's a depressing watch, honestly. Yeah, obviously the whole topic is not very uplifting. But, anyways, I watched the first one, and I definitely want to finish it. Up. Right, but in but, the documentary, they say she disappeared. Nobody knows where right, she is. Right. She got arrested this morning. Okay. And I, I didn't read so, what she so was. So we put on the, um, on, in jail and the suicide watch and then yeah. some miracle things. She'll be yeah. hanging the, herself. The, the, there will be a power outage. The security the cameras CCTV off, will not work. The and security then, guard fell asleep with the newspaper in his lap. <laughs> and uh, someone's, you know, we didn't see what happened. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, okay. No, I didn't know. I didn't know about that. But um, um, I'll, I'll check out my, what do you find out on Twitter too? Yeah, I think is Twitter funny. your main source of news these days? I don't like to watch any news, but you know, when if you go on Twitter, you can't really avoid. So, so, just curious, because I, I, like, I just realized last night that I had not. I, every time I open Twitter, it gives me this little symbol that I missed a lot of shit, and then I go and it's like, like it goes back on the on the timeline for like five days that I haven't been on Twitter. So, but is that your main source of news now? Like, uh, like you go every day, right? Several times or. I don't really, I mean, I don't look for news. Obviously, people tweet news right, and all right. that. So if I see it, I see it. Um, I don't know. I try not to look at any news these days, honestly. Other than like certain financial news just for markets. Right. But like, I don't follow really day-to-day -day political news or yeah. stuff like that. I've been trying to reduce my news consumption, honestly. Yeah, well, I definitely don't watch any TV news or lo even local news or anything like that. But uh, like, like you said, I mean, I follow financial news and 
obviously a stock market and everything. Because like so I don't far. follow news outlets on Twitter, but people obviously I follow will retweet right, or whatever, right. you know. Right. Yeah, but even Twitter to me is so... Like, I, I cannot follow threads. I mean, like, I, I see something and it says follow the thread. And then even if it's a topic that I, I'm interested in, I say, oh, that kind of looks interesting. So I look at, I click to see the whole thread. And then people reply to, replies to the thread. And then there's over, it's like you could be there hours and you don't even get the whole information. There's replies to replies to replies. And then you go back three steps to, to the original thread. And then you find another reply. And then people pick comments to that reply. And then comments to the comments. And it's like, wow. I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's just a, yeah, it's just I a mean, time-consuming thing. You need, need to be really disciplined to touch and go, basically. Like, like I'm gonna check this thing, a couple of things, a couple of comments, and then bail out. You know, just not get too, too involved. So, all right. Well, that's all we have for today. Um, really, I was looking at the uh, topics, but um, I don't want to make it too long. So we'll we'll leave some for next time. Um, I'm kind of curious about some other issues and the financial economic stuff. I mean, the market is doing well today again. I mean, we had a 4.8 million jobs in, in oh, June. Oh, we didn't even talk about... Uh, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying, that we have a few topics that we left I out. I wanted to talk about inflation. I know that's a very exciting <laughs> topic, but... Uh, yeah, no, at this point, if we have any listeners still there, I don't think they want to listen to I'll talk about inflation. So, anyways, guys, thanks for uh, sticking out with us for all this uh, one-hour-long episode. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. And then hopefully I'll be able to talk about F1 results. Um, I, I love know. That. Everybody's very excited about that. I Everybody's love that. very excited it's The race is, I think, at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Um, Pacific time. Don't miss it. Be there. It's going to be on ESPN. And uh, I'll definitely be up early uh, watching the live because that's what I do. All right. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. See ya.